Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 52. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary with a super special deck list and rest of the show. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for our one-year super special extravaganza whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton. We're going to uh, be celebrating our, our first year as a... Highly successful, well-respected podcast, oh. and uh, talking about a deck that Fu Joel put together for us that we think is strictly worse than anything we've talked about throughout the uh, past year on the show. Yeah, two things. I guess the first anniversary tip of the hat is not to Fu Joel, but that people are starting to call him Fu Joel. <laughs> we've had legitimate influence on not not just our local community but also the magic community at large so much so that the commander's brew guys even gave joel an fu on wow. their uh, m25 set review episode we're changing up society ryan <laughs> so good wow, we have an impact that's so cool before we get into anything else let's do a couple social media coordinates so you know to uh where to find us if this is the first time you've listened to us Yes, we will do that, but first I'd like to point out that uh, two weeks ago, on episode 50, after almost a year of doing the show, I finally wrote down the social media coordinates on a piece of paper, and since then, we have forgot the piece of paper every time we come in to record an episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes we have. I have not brought the physical binder, just my computer. <sighs> Let's see if I can I can still do this. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see the list that we're going to talk about today, any list that we've talked about over the past year, and any lists we're going to talk about over the years to come. We are commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, questions, no nudes. You could send us nudes, and we have received nudes over the past year. Insane. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine. We are also Commander Cookout on YouTube, Patreon, and Podomatic.com, where after a year we are still struggling to take down the scrapbooking ladies. And I think going forward, this is going to be our time. This, this is, is our time. time. You know what? There is also another magic podcast on Podomatic that is in the top 10 Games and Hobbies podcasts. What? Mm -hmm. What? This is another team of podcasters that we are going to have to take down. <sighs> Our enemies grow, Ryan. Mm -hmm. the I horde, don't, I don't the, remember what they're called. doesn't matter what they're called. F you guys. That makes us sound like big dicks. <laughs> big assholes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. That's okay, though, because yeah. we kind of are. Yeah, sometimes we are. Hordes of enemies. There's like eight guys that want to take us on in Vegas. We're taking on some scrapbooking ladies down in the States. We've called out the Catholic Church? <laughs> yeah. How much further can we go in people we have to take down using this this ever-growing, ever-evolving, always-swelling podcast? The, I guess, hashtag Project Attracts a Deck Build-Off <laughs> is us versus Max Crandell and the CMDR Central guys. F you, Max Crandell. Andy and Sean at Commander's Brew have joined the fight. You guys can also suck it. I, I would call it the good fight, but it's not going to be a good fight. <laughs> Jumbo Commander on YouTube is also jumping in. And you can YouTube my Jumbo Commander. That's a big dick joke. I think they got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, we've got 
four or five teams, and the Commanders Brew guys, Andy and Sean, actually said that they're going to call somebody else out as well. So we might actually have a pretty big game. Oh, man. And what's ironic is we hate Atraxa, and everybody builds Atraxa, and we're building Atraxa. So we're going to come up with another spicy Atraxa list, and we're going to do an episode in the near future. And Max and the guys at CMDR Central are actually going to pick four or five cards that we have to play, and we're going to pick four or five cards that they have to play. We're going to pick a strategy, and then we're going to name cards that each other's decks have to include. Ooh. So that's going to give us an opportunity to build around some weird cards that they pick for us that are out of our normal wheelhouse, and also give you guys an opportunity to see some some weird brewing around some less or uh, some off the beaten path cards. So do we just give them Leviathan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's going to be a budget as well. No, no dual lands. No, like it's going to be like a two hundred dollar budget or whatever. So you can't run all the duels and shocks and stuff. So we want these decks to be attainable for people and for us, of yeah. course. <laughs> if uh, if anybody wants to play, maybe we'll see some all stars like Mundungu, CCO Ooh. Staple, or Purgatory, or Plague Mirror. All cards that we've frequented on builds over the past year. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep you guys updated. One more thing about the Commander's Brew, guys. April 3rd, they're actually launching a Kickstarter. It's going to be called Commander's Brawl. No relation to the new format of Standard Commander, which is called Brawl. Standmander. Standmander. I like that better than Brawl. Why didn't they call it that? Because they're stupid. Yeah, let's not get into Brawl yeah, too much. Other than Andy and Sean's Commander's Brawl gameplay videos that they're going to be doing on YouTube. CommandersBrew.com, go there, find their Kickstarter. It's launching April 3rd. This episode should be up before April 3rd, so you'll you'll definitely hear this. And then go and check them out. Yeah. So uh, it's probably pretty good. I like gameplay videos. It's kind of like the next frontier of magic coverage. Lots of lots of work, lots of time investment, lots of editing. So they, It's a lot uh, of effort that they're putting in, so make it worth it for them. Definitely. And then come back here and listen to us trash them. <laughs> Also that. And then go to GP Vegas and, and stand behind us as CCO Nation. We need an army of people behind us to and be can, super intimidating. And you can actually watch us trash them. Yes. And yes. if they end up beating us, then maybe we'll just like do some tag team action and powerball them through a table or yeah, something. We're going to beat them so bad, we're going to be put on the no-fly list. I'm okay with this. I'll stay in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay there. There's no winter. Next up, contest winners. Right. Con big contest winners. Yeah, this is actually the end, the official end of... The tribal arc. Yeah. Before we get into today's strictly worse tribal deck, we've got two giveaways. First, the minor giveaway. Come up for a nickname for Mark Niles. Mark Niles. And why Mark Niles, you ask, if you hadn't been listening since a few months ago. We did a giveaway of a foil sliver package, and there's some extras thrown in as well. But there's like a foil sliver overlord, there's foil muscle sliver, foil crystalline sliver. Now I think there's a brood sliver and a couple other little things that aren't foil. And Mark Niles said, hey, I have lots of slivers. I don't need them. Keep them. Give them to somebody else. So being a friend of the show now because of this, of we needed to come up with a nickname for him like we do with all friends of the show and patrons. We left it up to CCO Nation to come up with a name. Best name wins the sliver package. Right. I like these totally subjective to us contests. And without further ado, we have the winner of the Make a Nickname for Mark Niles Sliver giveaway, Jeremy Sutton. 
Jeremy Sutton. That's not Mark Niles' nickname. That's the guy who came up with it. I was going to say, is that, is that really the one that you picked? Are you kidding me? Jeremy Sutton came up with, and, and remember, we're in Saskatchewan, and Saskatoon is on the Saskatchewan River. We're in a building that's actually over. We can see the river right now. Beautiful view. Mark, the Saskatchewan River Sliver Giver Niles. So good. <laughs> he gave the slivers back. He did. Oh, it was so clever, and yeah. it all rhymed, and it was super funny. Yeah, I dig it. So, Mark, the Saskatchewan River Sliver Giver Niles. Yes. Very excellent. You can put that on your business card, Niles. I think so. Yep. So, Jeremy Sutton, get after us, commandercookout at gmail.com. Send us your address. We're going to send you some stuff, and we're going to throw a couple extras in there that you maybe weren't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Something from the dirty foil bag. Yes, or the dirty foil pile. I don't have a bag <laughs> like you do. <laughs> mine are just all piled up. Mine are in a shopping bag. I feel like mine might actually be more ghetto. Yes. Yeah. Okay, next winner. This is the Thraxamundar deck giveaway. Ooh, if we had a drum roll, we would play it, but we don't. Ultra Pro deck box. Extra compartment for, I think there's about 30 D6 in there for life and counters for Thraxamundar, blah, blah, blah. Dragon Shield sleeves, which are very high quality sleeves, and then the deck itself is worth about a hundred bucks. So a great takeoff point to anybody looking to get into the world of Grixis zombies. Perfect for Ark of Tribal. And the winner, after hours of deliberation and Excel files to make sure that everybody was accounted for, Kyle Schultz. The Pope of Podcast. The Pope of Podcast? The Pope of Podcast wins the Thraxamundar deck. Congratulations, Pope of Podcast. So he liked and shared the Facebook page. He also, and he admitted, shamelessly shared one of the Thraxamundar deck giveaway posts. And then he had some additional entries for becoming a patron a little while ago. And after all of the hard computer thinking, his name comes up. Hurrah to the Excel, expre- Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Congratulations. Kyle Schultz will, will get your stuff off to you. Sooner than later. Well, after this episode post, it's not going up for about a week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so congrats to Mark Niles, of course, Jeremy Sutton, Kyle Schultz, and then final shout out, Vincent Marshall, new patron. Thanks, Vince. Woohoo! Funny nickname? Vinnie Marsh. It's like Vinnie Mac from wrestling, but different. Oh, yeah, I like it. Vinnie Marsh. Vinnie Marsh. Now work on your Vinnie Mac walk. Send us a video on either Facebook or some other thing, and uh, we'll laugh at it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where you kind of walk like you just crapped your pants. This is Vince McMahon walks. He has like yes. two blown out quads. Yes, like, yes, yes. I can't walk properly. Yeah, he like does his arm thing. I'm I, I'm doing it like the listeners can see me, but they can't. Yeah, well, I can see you. Yeah. And it was a great impression. Yeah. It was great. Very was excellent. Perfect. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll Vince McMahon. We'll have a Vince McMahon walking contest in Vegas because I'm sure <laughs> we'll be doing lots of walking, and I'm sure there'll be some less than sober walking. Yeah, we'll be walking like that anyway. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we'll have two blown out quads from stomping everybody's. <laughs> Butts into the ground. Yes. <laughs> Confidence. Okay. Hey, I had a, I had a thing. You had the deck building bug of late. You've yes. Been, you've been building like crazy. I've been building like a madman. I did uh, the shifting flame, and I built Arjun. Arjun the shifting flame. That's the deck that we talked about. Was it last week where I accidentally killed myself yeah, with you it? You drew 114 cards all at once, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's not how this works at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh. so good. So I've taken out the things that make me do that and haven't replaced them with anything yet. 
Mm. Yeah. So go Jesse running a 97 car deck. So CCO Nation, if you want to help me out, look up the Shifting Flame so you know what he does and know that I took out Thought Reflection, which makes me draw double draw double cards. Has to. And I also took out the artifact that does the same thing, where you gain double life and draw double cards as long as it's the second and onward card you've drawn that turn. Because uh. it puts a clock on me that's four turns. I can play, <laughs> yeah. four, I can play four <laughs> things, and then I lose. So... I need replacements for those. I'm thinking Archmage Ascension. Oh, yeah. pretty good for one of them. I don't know what the other one's going to be. So CCO Nation, if you want to help a brother out, I'm your brother. I need your help. I built from Ooze Tribal, whoever it is, the Butt Sower, the Sapperling Lady. The Hand of the Blood Sower. Yeah. And I beat Wholesale Ass with it on Tuesday. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was very effective. It turns out that when you have an unblockable dude that makes you dudes every turn... And a doubling season, you can amass quite the army. Yeah, you, uh, no, Tana the Bloodsword. Tana the Bloodsword. <laughs> that was a girl I used to know. <laughs> so yeah, Tana and doubling season. You made her unblockable, then you had a doubling season, and then you just made bigger and bigger dudes every yeah, time. I made eight through other cards on the table. I made eight sapperlings every time she attacked. And then I was just waiting for, well, I had a hundred of them, I think, at the end of the game. And it was just eat one, one. It was awesome. That'll do it. Yep. Uh, I finished my my cat deck. Kyla's very excited about that. Kyla's favorite animal in the whole world is the cat. So spiritually, I built the deck for Kyla. She'll never play it. Oh, I was going to say, maybe she wants to start playing now. Yeah. Well, I tried to convince her to play it because there's so many cats, and they're very cute. And they have little swords. You know, it's pretty good. Um, but no, she's not interested. Ugh. Yeah. I rebuilt my sliver deck into a more combo-heavy dirt bag piece Ooh. of garbage sliver deck. You have it, you have it like... Uh... Holstered at your hip just in case somebody plays a real deck. You're like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Slivers. I actually have a really cool, um, hopefully we'll be able to do a show on it later on in the in the podcast's life. Because what I've done is I haven't optimized it 100%, a la the Sliver Queen deck that we did in the Arc of Escalation. But I'm building it to be tunable instantly based on which general I play. Like if I'm real deck mode, it's Sliver Queen because she's the combo one. If it's yeah. Kind of real decks, but not quite there. You can do Sliver Overlord because it slows you down by one turn or two turns because you got to start tutoring for stuff. And if your Sliver Queen dies, you got to work harder to get it back. Yeah. And then if you're kind of playing just kind of junk mode where you just want to play sort of beat down, you switch it to Sliver Legion where the deck, it doesn't fall apart, but all of the combos are virtually unattainable at that point. You have to still... You have to organically draw into them. Exactly. Yeah. And the deck plays fine with them, uh, just with a few... It's, it, it turns it into like a, a regular tribal deck. Yeah. Huh. Good, yeah. good include for the completion of the Ark of Tribal. Yes. You know what else, too? I did this with my... I did it with Animar, morphing him into Maelstrom Wanderer. There was about 18 cards that I switched out of Animar when I switched in Maelstrom Wanderer. I don't have lists for that. Other than my Animar list, but I also tried it with Karlov of the Ghost Council. I had a 1v1 list that adhered to the 1v1 band list, and it was all perfect fitted. And on the perfect fit, I wrote 1v1, and on cards that I switched out, I had an M for multiplayer. And there was about, again, 15 to 20 cards that I would switch out. I would I would sub in a soul ring. I would sub in some more life gain stuff, some bigger creatures for the multiplayer version and I would sub in things like uh, infect cards and hatred for the 1v1 version. 
So maybe that's something we can talk about. If you have a deck that does that now, and I've done that with two different decks, maybe yep. that's something that CCO Nation wants to hear about is is deck flexibility where you have like almost like a sideboard, even though it's not a proper sideboard or wishboard, but something that you can actually flip out based on who you're playing with. You know, you sit down with, with your cousin and your buddy and your neighbor who are kind of new, and it's like, oh, well, I'll, 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 I'll sub this out and play this version. You sit down with a bunch of dudes at the shop or in Vegas, you got to sub in kind of the big guns, right? Yeah, I like that. So yeah, yeah. if you want to hear about that or if you have any experience with that, shoot us a list or, or a series of lists. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Maybe best, a new arc in the future. Yeah, best way to do that, commandercookout at gmail.com. We actually have a folder where we save listener-submitted lists. We're actually yeah. doing one next week. Yes, yeah. We have been getting lists. Uh, we are going... We go through every one of them, mm-hmm. and we will... We do put them in, like, a to-do pile. So I think most have... people get responses as well. Yeah, we work really hard on that. Okay, on to today's list. Sorry for the long intro, <laughs> but uh, necessary for all of the one-year anniversary shenaniganery. I guess one thing, one more thing on the one-year shenaniganery. Thanks to all of you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. There's a million Magic the Gathering podcasts out there, and you chose ours to be a part of your listening rotation. We have lots of people say, hey, you guys are my favorite podcast. So to everybody that is listening now and has listened before, thanks very much for uh, letting us be part of your Magic... Experience? Experience, yeah. 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 Anti-FU. Yeah, anti-FU to all of you guys. <laughs> or FU if you prefer. Yeah. 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 Oh, I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the list. What are, what are we doing today, Ryan? We are doing our friend of the show, FU Joel, as he is most affectionately known now by the Magic the Gathering community, both locally and online, at dies to bolt on Twitter, if you'd care to give him a follow. Yep. I tag him in funny things or say FU to him lots. He built in... Ikra, Shadiki, and Ishai, Ojutai Dragon Speaker Partners deck. and Just hearing he, you say that, it sounds awful. Yeah. He, he chose those two because he thought they were the worst pair of partner commanders. And they are. And he didn't want to play red for this list. We'll talk about that in a second. If you've heard of 75% magic, where you or 75% EDH, where you tune a deck to be 75% as good as it could be, or C, EDH, or competitive EDH, this is the opposite of that. This is what Joel calls a 0% deck list. Yes. So, a real CCO stinker. Yes. Yes, it is. What he did was built a deck and then th- that he would play, and then he said, I want to take every single card and find a worse version of that card, <laughs> and I want to play that card, because he's the douchebag deck builder. So he wanted to say, everything in here could legitimately be better. And now we're going to dissect that deck. Oh, this is going to be bad. Okay, let's start with our, our commanders, our, 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 our generals, our leaders. Give them a quick read, and then we're going to pound through some quick hits and tell you what the better versions are, because uh, we kind of have to expedite it at this point in the show. Yes, okay, so we have Ishai Ojitai Dragon Speaker. She is a 1-1 for 4, and she is a bird monk. It's great already. Yeah, with flying. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on her. That is all. So she's basically a Torian Mauler, or a forgotten ancient. She's a flying Torian Mauler. Not terrible. She costs one more mana. She actually costs um, blue, white, 2. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let, let maybe this other one will bring it up. 
Maybe this one will. So we have Ikra Shadiki the Usurper. She is a 3-7 for 3 black green. Naga Wizard with Menace. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. So maybe life gain could be good in a in a meta where there's not a ton of Voltron commanders. We've talked about that before. Yes, we have. There's not a ton in our meta. Still sounds like garbage to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe he brings it back up with with the deck. Because of course, if you've deduced who this could be based on the colors, who who could it be based on the colors, Ryan? It could be Atraxa. Yes, that is correct. If you're building in these colors, you're usually building in a Traxa. You're usually building a Traxa. Just, or just Tim, for Thrasios reference. Thrasios and Timna, I guess. On, uh, or Thra- Thrasios and Timna, exactly. So EDHREC.com has almost 4,300 Atraxa lists, and there are 24 Ishai and Ikrashidiki lists. So literally like fucking 2,000% more lists. <laughs> you know what really scares me? What? about About that number, 24. That means that 23 people out there actually built this and tried to make it good. Hmm. These are the people that play a talkthon worm. <laughs> That's who these people are. They I, play a talkthon worm. I bet worm. you a talkthon worm is going to be in the milk list. <laughs> I'll bet it is too. Yeah. And it's these people's fault because these 23 other people probably play it. Most likely. F. So we're going to get into the lands right off the top because we're looking at them right now and there, of course there's no fetch lands, there's no dual lands, shock lands. We are playing things like Coastal Tower, Elfame Palace. Let's let's see what those cards do. Those are they are dual lands, sort of, in that they tap for two partner colored colors. They come into play tapped, and they don't have basic land types. And that's it. Yeah. Do they gain you a life? No. They don't scry. They don't gain a life. They don't come into play untapped. If you have something, or if you have done something, they're they come into play tapped every time. That's it. What about something like Bad River? Bad River is another land that comes into play tapped, and then you can tap and sack it to search your library for a, in this case, island or swamp, put that land into play, shuffle your library. So it's a slow fetch. Doesn't cost you a life, land comes into play untapped, but it takes an extra turn. What about a Rupture Spire or a Transguild Promenade? A Rupture Spire uh, comes into, wait, how does that work? It comes into play tapped, and you have to sacrifice it unless you pay one colorless. Ooh. It's terrible. But then it... Then it taps for one of any color. So that could be the command tower replacement. Yeah. And Strictly worse command tower. Yeah, and Transguild Promenade, I think, is the same thing, right? Yes. I, I see what Joel's doing here. He is picking Elfame Palace is like the... It's, it's the green-white. Yeah, this would be a savanna. It would be a savanna or a temple garden. Sure. And if you wanted to spend zero money... And talk to your friends or go into the shop and say, do you have this card? You yeah. could build this land base. Now, Easy. There Maybe is, not the, what are these, that bad river. Those might be a little bit, just because they're old. It's from Mirage. He's also playing a City of Brass, which is the worst version of Mana Conflux, in my opinion. Mana Confluence? Confluence, sorry. And he is playing an Exotic Orchard, which taps for any color of mana that a land opponent could controls could produce. So that's less good than what, Reflecting Pool? Yeah, because that's your own mana. Or I think Forbidden Orchard, which gives you any color and somebody gets a 1-1 spirit. So it doesn't matter what you or your opponent have in Forbidden Orchard's case because you get the color you want. Right. Or it could just be a Command Tower. (laughs) Yeah. So if you wanted to build this mana base, four colors for zero money, 
you could do it. Absolutely. I actually have most of this stuff in my garbage box. And he's cards, playing... They're so shitty, I haven't even looked at them in so long. But looking at this list, I have all of these things. And you know what? He's playing Evolving Wilds and Terramorphic Expanse. We talk about those on real decks all the time. You could play Myriad Landscape that got reprinted in Masters 25. Yep. It's going to be worth zero money now, unless you want to foil one. And Ash Barrens that has basic land cycling, which is going to be worth zero now that it got a reprint in... Masters 25. Yeah. So you could actually build a four-color mana base for legitimately like 3 or $4. Minus the City of Brass. I Minus think the f- City of Brass, yeah. yeah. They're a few bucks now. Cut but. cut City of Brass and put in an Ash Barons or a Myriad Landscape. Yeah. Because he's playing like 15 basics. Lots of basics. Yeah. Moving on. Quick hits with creatures. Quick hits with creatures. This is going to be a whole pile of ass. I-, I think that you should read the card, and I'm going to tell you the better version of that card. Okay. Let's start with Angel of Despair. Angel of Despair, 5-5 five, five Flyer, enters the battlefield, destroys something. Ashen Rider is the better version. If you want to know what the better versions do, just, just look them up, or you probably know. Next up, Arbor Colossus. Better version, Tornado Elemental, destroys a flyer. Avacyn's Pilgrim. I'm going to start the Mana Dorks by saying Birds of Paradise is better. Clone. Stunt Double or Clever Impersonator is better. Deadeye Navigator. I don't actually know if this one has a better one. I think that this was in here just to give it a little bit of combo reach with some of the ETB effects. Yeah, Dead Eye Navigator's pretty good. Disciple of Bolas. I think that this is a worse Graveborn Muse, and Graveborn Muse is draw X, lose X during your upkeep, where X is the number of zombies you control. Sure. And that, that just because it's repeatable and it does the same thing. How about Doomwake Giant? How about just play a real Wrath of God or a Damnation instead of... Giving minus one, minus one when you cast an enchantment after paying five for the creature, just cast Damnation. Or yeah. any of the Black Wraths we talk about. Uh, black Sun Zenith. Yep. Minus one, minus ones. How about Draining Welk? How about play Counterspell? <laughs> <laughs> Elves of the Deep Butthole. Elves of the Deep Shadow or Butthole. I think Deathrite Shaman. Better. Gives, gives you mana and... Uh, A plethora of other things. Yes. He's the littlest planeswalker. Good one. Faceless Butcher. Faceless Butcher is a four mana Fiend Hunter. Fairgrounds Warden. Also a Fiend Hunter or an O-Ring because it's three. And it's less good because it uh, it doesn't have the bounce clause that you can permanently remove stuff by stacking the triggered abilities if you Deadeye Navigator it. Yeah. Farhaven Elf. Farhaven Elf is a worse Wood Elf. Findhorn Elf. Findhorn Elf is another mana dork. Still not as good as Birds of Paradise. I think Joel's stretching on this one. Genesis Hydra. Less good Genesis Wave. Or Villainous Wealth, which you could both play in this deck. How about Kingfisher? Less good Maul Drifter, because he draws you only one card, I think. Yeah, and you can't just evoke him to make him die right away. Leaf Gilder. <laughs> Leaf Gilder is a two mana tap for one, one drop. Less good than Findhorned Elf, who's also in the deck. <laughs> Mnemonic Wall. Less good than... Less good Snapcaster Mage? It gets an instant or sorcery from your graveyard on into your hand. Yes. Where Snapcaster is two mana and just lets you cast it instead of five. There's also a four mana wizard that does the same thing as Mnemonic Wall. That's maybe what Joel was thinking. Because Mnemonic Wall costs five and the wizard costs four. And it's a Mnemonic Wall. I want to say Archaeomancer. Maybe. I think so. Then let's keep going. Molly Momero Sorcerer. Originally from Invasion. I like where he's going with this. 
I know that he did talk to me about just putting big bigs, and he didn't want to just do vanilla nine nine for seven. So Malamo Marrow Sorcerer is in there because it might be better than that, but it might also be worse in that it's a star star trampler for green 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 four power and toughness equal to the number of lands you control so it might actually be worse than a nine nine for seven but it might also be better than a nine nine for seven which is i think terra eternal or or terra stomper or something terra stomper or terastodon well terastodon is a better version of something else in the deck coming up possibly necrotol necrotol is the shittier Chupacabra, that was from Rivals of Ixalan. Nomadic Grove Guardian. I think, again, that's in there as a finisher with all the mana dorks. Sarah Angel. Sarah Angel is a less good Baneslayer Angel. There's nothing for it. I don't care about Sarah Angel anymore, all of you classic blue-white players. Suck it. Skin Render. Another crappier Chupacabra. Sylvan Ranger. Another crappier Wood Elf. Or maybe a creature version of Rampant Growth, because I'd rather have Rampant Growth. Because Rampant Growth puts it into play tapped, Sylvan Ranger puts it into your hand. It's You search for a basic for two mana. Thrashing Brontodon. 3-4 three, for three, pay one, sack it, destroy an artifact or enchantment. I think crappier Quasali Pride Mage. Or Viridian Shaman. Viridian Shaman is a different card. How about Viridian Shaman? <laughs> yeah, is a worse Reclamation Sage, I think. Or Viridian Corruptor, which is the Infect version for Green Green 1 instead of Green 2. Yeah. Next up, we have Wakening Sun's Avatar. White, 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 577. When it enters the battlefield, destroy all non-dinosaurs. You play that in Dinosaur. I sure do. What is a better version of that? Decree of Pain. I'll take it. Yes. Oh, no, we're not playing red, though. Decree of Pain is, is black. black. I was thinking Decree of Annihilation. I'll take Decree of Pain any day of the week. Yes, it costs the same, but you get to draw like 100 cards. Yes. Or cycle it and draw a card and still kill lots of stuff. Correct. Woodfall Primus. Less good Terastodon, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Big Daddy Butt Sex. He's good. <laughs> CCO staple. Woodland Wanderer. What even is that? <laughs> Woodland Wanderer is a 2-2 elemental for 4 with Vigilance, Trample, and Converge. Woodland Wanderer enters the battlefield with a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it for each color of mana spent to cast it. So you can make it a 6-6 six, six for 4. Yeah. I like... I like Woolly Thoktar better than that. Oh, yeah, that's a 5-4 for 3? I like Leatherback Bayloth better than that. That's a 4 3 for 3? Yeah. I like scavenging ooze better than that. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. Cuz you get them bigger over time and you get to pick how it gets bigger. Lastly, and probably leastly, we have Zong Lao Hero of Heifer? Hefai? Hefai. It's a Portal 3 Kingdoms card. When it enters the battlefield, no, when it successfully deals damage to an opponent, he or she chooses and discard a card from his or her hand and it's a 3 3 for black black 4. How about just play Hypnotic Spectre? It's a super shitty Hypnotic Spectre. <laughs> and there's w so many more better Spectres yeah, now. Any creature with Spectre in its name is better than this. <laughs> any one of them. <laughs> okay, so that's the creatures. Some stinkers. But ultimately, I mean, you're playing some big creatures that got big effects, and you're playing some mana dorks that can do their thing. Yes. Those okay. are all true statements that you just made. I'll take it. Yes, all those things you said are true. All right, let's move on to the let's, sorceries. Let's pound through the sorceries because a lot of them are pretty recognizable. Yeah, Brain Geyser. Pay X, draw X, but instead of Brain Geyser, play Blue Sun Zenith. 
Creeping Corrosion. Play Vandal Blast instead. Destroy all artifacts. That's red. Play red and don't play Atraxa colors. <laughs> Crux of Fate. Play Damnation. Destroy all creatures. Play Hex. Play Bontu's Last Reckoning. Play anything. Anything but that. Day of Judgment. Don't play that card. Play Wrath of God. Explosive Vegetation. I like it, but you could play Sky Shroud Claim. For sure, because it lets you search for forests and put them into play untapped, and you can search for dual lands. I like this next card a lot. I, I do too, but I also like Terminus. Or All is Dust. Yes. And the, the card we're talking about is Final Judgment. It's a crappy Gawa card Ooh. for White, White 4. Remove all creatures from the game. That's a really good card. I don't it mind it. It doesn't get a lot of love, so... And I'll bet you that it costs like 85 cents or $63 Canadian. Yeah. Next up, we have Hollowed Burial. Um, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Instead of Hollowed Burial, I like Fumigate. Same mana cost, white, white, three, destroy all creatures, gain a life for each creature. Rampant Growth. Hey, I already talked about this. How about Kodama's Reach or... Cultivate. Cultivate or Utopia Tree. Sign in Blood. Me and Joel actually had a conversation about this. He thinks Knight's Whisper is better. Uh, black one, draw two, lose two. Sign in Blood being black, black. Target player draws two, loses two. I've seen Sign and Blood kill somebody. I that's have too. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Treasure Cruise. Less good Ancestral Recall? Ancestral Recall is banned. Less good Brainstorm. There you go. Instance. We have Counterspell. Play Mana Drain or Force of Will or Pact of Negation. Evacuation. Bounces all creatures. Instead, play Cyclonic Rift. Hero's Downfall. Keep it. I keep Hero's Downfall. Murder. Pick your one or two drop black or white destroy a creature spell because yep. murder while it is an instant does cost three you know what else you could pick vindicate if you wanted to stay on the three drop slot it's a sorcery but it'll kill anything path to exile i think that swords to plowshares is better because i don't want to give you a land but i'm okay with giving you some life tempest of light i like parasailing same mana cost white two destroy all enchantments parasailing you gain two life for each one destroyed also, uh, Fracturing Gust destroys all artifacts and enchantments. You gain two life for each one. Oh, I like or that one. Calming Verse costs one more. Green three, destroy all enchantments. Then, if you have no untapped land, destroy all your enchantments. So you can destroy everybody else's if you tap out to play it. I don't mind it. Yeah. Terror. I think Go for the Throat's probably better than Terror because it, it uh, gets black creatures. But also, I like Vendetta. And snuff out. Those yeah. are just more one and or two drop. I guess they're just one drop. Black removal spells. Utter end. Utter end. How about anguished unmaking? One mana less, lose three life, but still an instant to get any permanent. And lastly in the instance, we have void slime. Void slime is blue, blue, green, counter target spell activated or triggered ability. And there is actually a blue, blue one card that does the same it does the exact same thing it did not drive the price of the full art promo void slime down of course no full I've, art promos are always expensive i've always wanted one of those yeah nah all right moving into the enchantments we start with journey to nowhere you could play o-ring instead of journey to nowhere or you could just play the other half of swords and path which he is not playing <laughs> yes <laughs> seal of cleansing i don't know what joel had in mind for seal of cleansing that's a good card. I, I'm a little bit stumped on it. Maybe maybe there's a creature, maybe like uh, Caustic Caterpillar. Better. Yeah. Yeah, there, there it is. Go. There we go. Seal of Primordium. That is the same Paper. thing except in green. That's Caustic Caterpillar. What the hell is Seal of Cleansing? This one might be Grip. 
Oh, yeah. Because you need that K grip in your life. There it is. That is split second destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah, one more mana, but it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Deal with it. Stasis snare. Flash, when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until Stasis Snare leaves the battlefield. I still like creatures with that ability because you can blink them with Deadeye Navigator. At the three drop slot, like, just play creatures. Huh? All right. Uh, and last one, we got Underworld Connections. Less good Fry Phyrexian Arena for the same mana cost. Enchanted Land. Enchanted Land has tap, pay one life, draw card. Yeah, whereas Phyrexian Arena is just like black, black one during your upkeep. Draw a card. Take it. Lose a life. Yeah. yeah. We'll finish it off with the artifacts. We've got Basalt Monolith. Less good Grim Monolith. Taps for three, untaps for three, costs three. Whereas uh, Grim Monolith costs two and taps for three. Untaps for four. Oh, yeah. okay. Prismatic Lens. Less good than lots of different colors of or kinds of mana rocks. Taps for one, costs two. Staff of Nin. Hmm. Less good. Immortal Sun? Joel would never play Immortal Sun. Staff of Nin, six mana artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card. Okay, cool. Staff of Nin, tap. Staff of Nin deals one damage target creature or player. Immortal Sun lets you draw cards. Gives your guys bigger. Makes it so planeswalkers can't get things. And gives you double mana. Does, it, it does all, it kinds, does of all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. like a Chroma's Memorial, but for you yeah. instead of your creatures. Anyway, Staff of Nin, it's probably something better. It sucks. Yeah. It actually doesn't suck. Play the Immortal Sun. If you want a six-mana artifact, play play Immortal Sun. Star Compass. Comes into play tapped for two mana. Gives you a mana of any color. That a basic land you control could produce. Oh, yeah. What if you have no basics? Then it gives you nothing. Play Felwar Stone or Sol Ring. You know what Joel doesn't play in here? Sol Ring. Yeah. You know what he could play that's strictly worse than Sol Ring that maybe he didn't think of? Ergolem's Eye or Sisse's Ring, those are four mana, tap for two. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, and probably the most leastly, we have Terrarian. Give that one a read, because I don't even know. It's Terrarian from... is an artifact for one. Terrarian enters the battlefield tapped. Two, tap, sack it, add two mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool. And you can, when it enters the battlefield from play, draw a card. When it, put, when it is put into a graveyard from play, draw a card. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Mindstone is or whatever, but it's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot worse. So that's a hot pile of garbage. You can imagine playing it and saying, hey, don't target me. I'm the thing, da 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 right? Like I'm playing the shittiest deck ever. But ultimately... There's 10 card draw spells in there if you include Mnemonic Wall and Genesis Hydra. And with the three ramp spells and seven mana rocks and dorks, your Genesis Hydra has a has a significant chance of being large and getting you something large. The key is with that one, who cares? Because everything you get sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All but, Genesis wave for 45. Do you win? No. Go. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Here's the thing, though. Targeted removal. There's 19 different cards that target stuff. It's pretty good. And then there's nine mass removal spells. So you could play the big control deck with this, and then in the end, drop your big big, or have gained a bunch of life from Ikris Shadiki, or have 
a big, big as your commander with Ishai Ojutai Dragonspeaker. She could just be huge. I mean, you've seen Torian Mahler be a 20-20. Yeah, it's true. If your commander's got 20 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it and it's a 1-1. One, one, it gets passed every time. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Not if you bounce your fiend hunter that's on your Deadeye Navigator to bounce your commander. Then it comes back as a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Damn it. Yep. Didn't think of that until I said it. Yeah. Well, Joel, you suck. Yeah, this deck is terrible. So he didn't want to play red because all of the red X spells, he told me. And some of them are garbage, and some of them are, it's very easy to see which ones are strictly better. Like, red, red, X, sorcery is not as good as red, red, X, instant. Right. Of the same card, for example. He didn't want to do that, even though it would be super easy and faster, because it's very scalable. Red, red, X early game can deal two damage to the creature that is in your way red red x at the end of the game for 15 could kill somebody too or easy everybody. he said or yeah. everybody if it's earthquake or whatever right or rolling earthquake which is strictly better than earthquake <laughs> strictly better dot deck that's not what we do here. yeah that's not how we roll around here at cco nation so getting into it real quick he runs a grim tutor which we didn't mention how did we not mention that did we jump over it somehow uh, i think that we just jumped over it ah that we suck we also missed that stupid aegeus angel there's a creature that we missed it's a GS angel i don't know what the hell it's better than it's a stupid it's a crappy creature it's like a five five for six and it makes a thing indestructible as long as the GS angel is in play yeah just play an indestructible creature yeah just play blight blight steel colossus yes he plays a grim tutor because it's a strictly worse demonic tutor and it costs like $100. So he's like, there's no reason to play this card. And I think that's a perfect message that we can deliver for our show is you don't need the Grim Tutors to have a good deck or a competitive deck. Doesn't hurt. Like, fuck, you don't need running shoes to run, but it sure doesn't hurt, right? Yeah, it's better than running in sandals. Yeah, or bare feet. Um, but, I mean, you could play Demonic Tutor. You could play Beseech the Queen. You could play Diabolic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor. I mean, those are all tutors that are better than Grim Tutor, I think. Even Demonic Tutor? Well, or if you're not high on paying tutor? $100. Diabolic Tutor is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's right. But if you have both of them in your binder, Diabolic Tutor is just worse still. Agreed. If you have both of them in your binder and you want to build this deck, you sell the Grim Tutor and you build this deck. Because it's yeah. like $100 or $87 if you don't include the um, Grim Tutor. Wow. Yeah. Good Excellent. on you, Jewel. Yeah. His last deck was like $3,800. <laughs> Budget AF. Yeah. So strength and weaknesses real quick. It's fun. It's nostalgic. It's tunable. The most tunable that we've ever done, actually, because everything has a better version. Yeah, we could come up with something better for every card in this deck. It's very political because it's easy to d divert attackers or damage because you're playing crap. Very affordable. But ultimately, weaknesses, underpowered. I wanted to talk real quick about the EDH phenomenon that doesn't really exist anymore. The EDH phenomenon being playing cards that are bad on purpose. I and still do that. You still do it, but not very many people do. They want to build a good deck. And now that, that Wizards prints pretty much Magic the Gathering is targeted at Commander players and Limited players, in my opinion, we don't have bad on purpose decks and cards anymore and and i think people are i'm not okay with this is what i'm saying but I'm every, not everybody is 
I think CCO Nation go back to playing cards that are bad on purpose because they're fun. Or break some bad cards. Ooh. Like, there are bad cards that aren't... There's bad cards that are just bad. Leviathan. Yeah. Jokel Mortar. There are bad cards that are bad that are just always going to be bad. But there are some other cards like Gutter Grime. Yeah, it's a bad card, but... All contemporary CCO examples. You can finesse that one into a card that could win you a lot of games. Like Maze's End with um, um, Sylvan Reclamation, where you just dump all your guild gates into your graveyard, and then Sylvan Reclamation them all back into play and win. Yeah. Like, there are cards that are terrible that you can build around, and now we've got this funny win condition. Whereas, I mean, now you're kind of having a harder time doing that because the cards that are just bad, are they're, they're just bad now. Or they're yeah, that's a commander thing, right? focused. Here's the thing: just bad cards. How about cards with zero abilities? You've got the deck building bug. You're building something like that, aren't you? Yeah, that is my uh, Tana the Bloodsower. The only creatures in that deck that have abilities are Tana and people that abuse Tana. Everything else is a vanilla creature. I actually play Morganda Petroglyphs. Excellent. Or a vanilla token, which is like yeah, as or, common as far as tokens are yeah, concerned. Or a token with no abilities. Like you kinda gotta do that. When I, as I was building the deck, I was like, man, I gotta go with I gotta do a sampling theme here. I'm just gonna get rolled. Yeah. Yeah. Because huh. I'm not gonna kill anybody with general damage. So there's a little bit of Voltron going on, just like I play uh So you can get sapperlings on the cheap. Exactly. So I can get my vanilla guys, because the deck still wants to be good and win. But at the same time, 90% of the creatures in it are just big, stupid, idiot beaters with zero abilities. <laughs> and it's it's pretty good. Very excellent. So we like that. It has bad cards. It has vanilla cards. We like Joel's deck that has bad cards and vanilla cards. When we play Jumbo, Commander's Brew, Commander Central, and Vegas, we're going to have bad cards that we pick for each other. Let's get back to playing bad, fun cards. We stop building what Wizards wants you to build. Yeah, like I we, like that. We were talking about it before we went on the air, how way, way back we did a uh, recce history of Kamigawa deck. He's a, he's a shitty creature that makes you draw a card every time you play a legendary spell. Coming out in Dominaria, we have Joyra, who is just strictly way better than him and broken as hell. Very much. Sorry for the spoiler. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, that's that's all we'll say about it, because we don't want to touch on it too much. Yeah, but, we're, we're not a spoiler but, show, but... Yeah, I mean, G- Joyer comes out. I want to see everybody's recce history of Kamigawa decks. Yeah. That's what I want. And when you talk about breaking broken cards, recce actually goes into some builds of Captain Sisse with Paradox Engine, because you search for recce, and when you play it, it untaps Sisse with Paradox Engine. You search with Sisse again, play your command, play it the legend that you searched for, and draw a card. And it untaps Sisse so you can do it again and again and again and again. And you can actually draw your whole deck. So you're actually breaking this terrible card. And it's that, a terrible that card. there is a strictly better version of now. Yeah. But I'm not going to play it because A, it's not in the colors, and B, um, it's F in, the man. It's even in better colors. Yes, it's in better colors. Ah, uh, uh, anyway, we'll get on to both of the... Uh, one last thing I'm going to say about Dominaria. There's two cards in it I was super looking forward to. Two people I was looking forward to seeing get cards. They were Joyra and Rata. Yeah. Both of them are better versions 
of generals that I have played in the past. And neither of them are planeswalkers. And neither of them are planeswalkers. But you hate which, planeswalkers anyway. Yeah, I don't so. like planeswalkers anyway, so that's pretty cool. But F. There was so <laughs> much. We could have had another red-green planeswalker, Ryan. Another one. Because oh, yeah. that's what we need, all right? That eventual Xenagos deck that I'm going to build, but I'm not going to put it together until everything's foil, it could have been way sweeter. So th- we've kind of taken a negative turn. Let's spin it back into a positive yes. and wrap the show up with final thoughts of the day. So we're going to really quick go into Spice Calculator for Joel's deck. There's 24 lists of Ikra Shadiki and Ojitai, uh, what's her name? Dragon Speaker? Whatever, the, whatever. I don't Dude, even know what it's called what their anymore. names are. Ishai, that's what it is. Eighth most common non-red commander or partner pairing. Ninth, if you include Witch Ma Nephilim. Yes. Which I didn't, but Brando did. Which is also, the it, it puts her at the bottom. She's the least popular, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, behind a card that isn't even a commander. Yes. Average converted mana cost, even though we're playing worse versions, we're still at 3.79. So Good you on can, you, Joel. You can still play the deck. It's still playable. Right? Critical turn, five, because nothing's really going on faster than turn five. No. Probably you could even say, okay, turn five, you could wrath the board, wrath again on turn six, wrath again on turn seven. You've kind of stomped everybody's dink into the ground. Yes. I'm okay with this. I'm all right with that. Optimal game size, four, five, six. You probably don't want to play something as that's this detuned in a four-player game where that much more focus is on you. You maybe want to play this in a bigger game. Plus, Correct. it's very slow, right? It's slow as hell. Uniqueness rating, though. This this deck, Joel's deck, is 55 cards different than the stock list for Ishai and Iker Shidiki on EDHRec.com. Not bad. Beep, boop, 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 boop. With the one tutor, spiciness of 77. Nice. Yeah, and when I went through making the notes... I looked at Joel's list and compared it to the EDH rec list and saw some of the strictly better versions that we talked about on the stock list on edhrec.com. So he 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 acknowledged that those exist and specifically didn't play them. I dig that. That's what we talk about all the time. Yeah, that's it's the it's the spirit of the show in a deck, a really bad deck. Yeah, spirit of the show. We're starting a new arc next week. Yes, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just jumping ahead a little bit Do in my it. mind. We're going back to a kind of a classic CCO arc. Yeah, we did the arc of opposition a little while ago where we took all of the buddy pair colors and we flipped them upside down and did something. We did like an Azorius aggro deck and a Demir ground and pound deck and a... What else did we do? We did Gruel Control. Yes, Gruel Control was one of our most popular episodes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to go back to that, and we're going to do all of the, what do you call them, enemy-colored pair? We're going to do Izzet and Golgari and Boros and... And we're going to give you something that that color pairing doesn't typically do. And we're going to make it at least as good as this deck we just talked about. Uh, I think it's going to be better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, though, and before the final thoughts of the day, I want to extend my own personal thank you to um, contest winners Kyle Schultz and Jeremy Sutton. Remember, Jeremy, commandercookout at gmail.com. We need your address. I want to say thanks for a year of interaction, engagement, Twitter, Patreon. Um, it's been fun. It's been a great time. It's actually been lots of lots of work. Yeah. 
Lots of heckin' work, <laughs> yeah. right? I, I didn't think that it would be quite as much work as it is. I didn't ever think that we would get the listenership or the patronage that we have gotten. And I want, in your final thoughts of the day, I'm going to give you a topic. Ooh. We originally, I got convinced by our buddy F.U. Clayton and Brando when I was hammered to start a podcast because I have lots to say about magic. And one of our main goals was to further Brando's career as a radio or broadcasting professional. And we are getting there. And that's in huge part thanks to all of the listeners, up to and including the people who Facebook, the other podcasters. Like I, I told Andy and Sean from Commander's Brew the other day, they've been instrumental in our show growth because every time they gave us a mention, we'd see a spike in listenership. That's huge. Other content creators are actually helping us now. Yeah. Right? We've got guys that are willing to trade us online. Right? We want to start more of that, FYI. We're, we're maybe going to put a little bit of list of stuff that we're looking for together. And if anybody wants to do sweet, jank trades, we'll send you stuff. Yes, that you want, not just random yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. not just stuff from the foil grab bag. Yeah, not stuff Unless you're bag. looking for that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I don't think many people are. No, nobody's going to want that. So uh, we, we forewent the milk list because we're a little bit short on time today. I guarantee a talkthon worm was on there. Final thoughts of the day. Ryan basically says it better than I probably could, or at least as well. To his thanks, I would like to add my own. Uh, you guys have helped my career quite a bit. I'm a demand. I'm an in-demand commodity around the station now, which is pretty cool. But really, we do this because we love it, and we're just really happy that you guys enjoy listening to us and have enjoyed us over the past year, and we look forward to another year of telling you all to F yourselves, and for you guys, I guess, to continue telling us to F ourselves, because we do hear that from time to time as well. And we're going to start off new year, new journey, return to an old arc, Boros Burndown, on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!